last thing we were discussing was that according to Rav Yosef and Rav Yitzhak, Rav Yosef said that the Isur of Betzash Nodabiyom Tov is because of Perot Anoshin, fruits that fell on the floor, and according to Yitzhak, because of the, the liquid that came out of fruit on by itself. We had a Braita that said that if an egg was born on Shabbat and Yom Tov, you're not allowed to touch it. And if a safek of this uh, egg mixed with another thousand eggs, it's Asur. All of them are Asur. And we understand what does that mean, safek. So originally we understood it was safek, we didn't know when it was born. And the Gemara changed that. No, we're talking about a safek terefa. So the Gemara says if we're talking about a safek terefa, then why shouldn't it not mix? It's not something that's going to be mutar tomorrow. The same safek is going to stay forever. So why is it a problem? So Rav Papa explains to us that it's the same Tana as the dried uh, figs that said anything that is sold sometimes by quantity is asur, is asur. The mixture will always be Asur, even if it's a Derabanan and Koshek and Deorait. And with that, we're starting three lines from the bottom, Gimla uh, Mudbet, where it says Ditanan, Ditanan. Litra Ketziot. You have a lead litra of dried figs, Shederasa Alpi Aigul that he pressed on top of the mouth of a cup, a vessel, a whatever it is, because it's round, so you're trying to make a fig wheel. And the problem is, you don't know which barrel did you use. Same idea, on top of a barrel, you don't know which barrel you did it used, and it's somewhere in the, in the basement, and you just don't know which one it is. And same thing, you pressed it on top of a something round, kaveret that looks like a beehive. I don't know which one's which. Rabbi Meir Omer, that there was a machlok at Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Eliezer Omer Roin et Yonot Keilu Hen Perudot. We look at the top level of figs on each barrel as if they're separated and they're mixed with everything in the barrel and therefore the bottom ones will mix uh, the top ones meaning it'll all be nullified and since there's more than a hundred figs or the ratio then uh, then we'd say it's okay no let's look at the entire basement if there's a hundred mouths means there's a hundred barrels so this, there, there's a hundred tops of barrels all over the, the basement, then Ya'alu, right? Ve'imlav, and you know, if you don't have a hundred tops of barrels, then Hapumin Asurin, then whatever you have in that barrel is Asur. However, Ve'ashulayim Mutarim, Shulayim means bottom, it doesn't really mean bottom, meaning everything else would be Mutar, anything that's not at the top. Now that was Rabbi Meir's version of the Mahloket. Rabbi Huda Omer, the Mahloket between Rabbi Le'ezer and Rabbi Yeshua was as follows. Rabbi Le'ezer Omer, Im Yesha Me'apumin. If there's a hundred barrels, meaning a hundred op- uh, opening mouths of barrels all over the basement, then Ya'alu, then you could be Mevatel 1 to 100 ratio, Ve'im Lab, and if not, then Hapumin Asurin, the tops are Asur, Ve'hashulayim Mutarin, and the bottoms would be Mutar. And Rabbi Yeshua Omer, no, Afilu Yesham Shelosh Mo'ot Pumin, even if there's not one, not two, but 300 barrels all over the basement, Loya'alu. They shouldn't be batel. Why? Because it's Davar Sheyesh Bominyan, something, it's something that's Hashuv enough that sometimes I count it 
uh, it, it, I counted when I'm selling it. I, uh, I sell it by quantity sometimes, and therefore it's hashuv and it's not mevatel even when it's isur derabanan. And Rabbi Yehuda finishes off and says derasa be'igul. However, if you pressed it in in one of these uh, circle the mouths of the barrel, whatever it is, I don't know which one I use. Everyone agrees it's nullified. The Gemara asks on that last piece. You can tell me according to everyone it's nullified. That's the entire machlok that we've been discussing up until now. So Amar Papa, no. That's what Rabbi Yehuda really meant. He pressed it against one of the tops of the mouths of the barrels and he just didn't know which side is it. It was the north of the circle, the, the south of the circle. He just he got lost. All those uh, figs are just lost. According to everyone, they should be mevatel. Since I can't figure out which one's which, I can't where it is, I don't know what, anything. Then, since it's all stuck together, we're going to say it's uh, nullified. And bottom line, according to Rabbi Uda's version of Rabbi Yeshua, something that occasionally gets uh, counted is not batel, even if it's an isur de Rabbanan, like the figs. And uh, therefore, according to Rabbi Uda's version of Rabbi Yeshua, even, it does not get nullified even in 300. It'd be, it's like hashuv. And therefore, the braita that we said before, that uh, the egg that is a safek trefa, it's not batela, you could say it's according to Rabbi Uda. Now, Rav Asher has a different uh, version. Rav Asher, when it says Sfeka Asura in that, that original Braita, that means Safek Yom Tov Safek Hol. We're not sure when it was born. And Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Tzhak, who, who said the whole thing is in Yisur Rabbanan, Gezra Shemeh, Heve Davar Sheesh Lomatirin. It's something that's going to be allowed tomorrow. Hol Davar Sheesh Lomatirin, Afilu, even if it's in Bidrabanan, even if it's a Yisru Darabanan, like Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Tzhak said, Lobatil. It's not going to be Batil, because just wait till tomorrow, it'll be okay. Now, the Gemara is going to go back to the egg that was born in Yom Tov. We said it's Bet Shemai, says Mutar Betilel, said it's Asur, and Tanya. Aherim Omri, Mishum Rabbi Li'ezer. Others say in the name of Rabbi Li'ezer, Betsa. The I can be in with its mother. What are we talking about? We're talking about a chicken that's supposed to be shot and eaten. And really, Ezra holds like Bet Shemai that egg is born on Yom Tov is mutar. Well, then Pshita the Hiveima Shayat's mutar. What's the problem? There's no Muktzeh situation. Ella We're talking about a chicken that's supposed to just have eggs, and therefore this chicken is Muktzeh. Okay, then he ve'ima asura. Really, both of them should be asura because of muktzeh. We're going to learn at Daf Lamed that Rabbi Ezer holds straight up muktzeh. This is the concept. So, like Mark explains, Amar Bizera te'achel agav ima. This this egg will be eaten with the mother. Meaning, if you're eating the mother, you could eat the egg. Hechidami, what are we talking about? So, Amar Abaye kegon shelekahastam. You bought it. You didn't specify why you're buying it. Could be for the eggs, could be you want to eat chicken. Nishhata, if you want to shakta it, huvera de la chila You see uh, retroactively that you it was meant to be eaten, shakta and eaten, therefore it wasn't mukse. Lo nishhata, if it wasn't shakta, huvera de gadel betsim omedit. It's mukse. Retroactively, we are now we understand that it's mukse, and therefore you cannot eat the egg either. So Rav Mori Amar Guzma Katane. The Braita exaggerated to prove a point. We're talking about a chicken that's meant to be shachted and eaten. And Rabbi Eliezer holds like Bet Shemai, that you're allowed to eat the egg. 
And the, the exaggeration was that even the mother could be eaten. You can eat the the, the the bird that was born with the with the shell on now my klipata what's this shell that we're talking about we're talking about the actual shell who eats the shell we're talking about a chicken that is still in the egg shell and when did Rabbanan argue on Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov and they said that the, the chicken that didn't open his eyes, you're allowed to eat it? That's Tafka when it came out to the world. But when it didn't come out of the egg yet, they all agree that it's a sort to eat it because it's kola sheretz, a sheretz ala aretz. It's like a creepy, crawly thing. Ella, you have to say, Efrah uklipato is a guzma. It's also an exaggeration. Meaning you're saying something that's uh, not normal, something that's not possible. And Hachanami, over also insists, it's also exaggeration, guzma. Itmar, Shabbat veyom tov, they're next to each other. Rav Amar, noda beze, asura beze, verbi hanaman, noda beze, muteret beze. Rav said, if it's born in the, the Shabbat before Yom Tov, Yom Tov before Shabbat Asur, Yohanan says it's Mutar. It sounds like Rav holds that Kedushat Shabbat and Kedushat Yom Tov are next to each other. It's one big Kedushat. That's why it's Asur the next day. And the problem is, is like the four Zekenim. This is a Gemara and Iruvin Lamed Chet. So you see that they're not connected. So why is it Asur? Really the Mahloket over here between Rav and Rabbi Yohanan is in regarding that whole Hachana uh, thing that Rabbi said at, uh, at the Bet Amud Bet. Rav Rav has this concept of Hachana like Rabba that uh, egg was uh, created the day before. Rabbi Yohanan doesn't have this, the whole Hachana of Rabba that the egg was created the day before and you're eating something that was prepared from Shabbat, Yom Tov, Yom Tov, Shabbat, and so on. And you have to say Ketan Edem, Hachokit of Rav and Rabbi Yohanan is the same Hachokit as the following Baritan. If it was created on Shabbat, it created on Yom Tov, Yom Tov, Te'achel B'Shabbat, Rabbi Uda Omer, Mishum Rabbi Le'ezer, Adain Mahloket is still a Mahloket B'Shem Rabbi Le'el, B'Shem Rabbi Shemai Omrim, Te'achel B'Shem Rabbi Le'el, Omrim, Lo Te'achel. It's just like a regular egg that was born Yom Tov, and you know, it's that day. And the Gemara says a story, Ush Bezichne, the host of Derav Adabar Ahava, Havu Le'u Hanach B'Tseim, Miyom Tov L'Shabbat. He had eggs that were born on Yom Tov, and he wanted to eat it the next day on Shabbat. Atalekameh, he came to Ravadah Barava, and Amaleh, my lad, vinu ha'idna, can I roast them now, v'nechlinu l'mahar, and eat them tomorrow? And Amaleh, Ravadah Barava told him, my da'atech, what's your reasoning? Why would you do that? Because Rav, Rabbi Yohanan, Halachak, Rabbi Yohanan, and he holds your lady the next day? Then... Uh, well, you have to understand that Rabbi Yohanan only allowed you to swallow it tomorrow. That day, to cook it that day, to touch it that day? No, no, he wouldn't allow it. And the proof is 
אחת ביצה שנולדה בשבת ואחת ביצה שנולדה ביום טוב, אין מטלטלין אותה, you cannot pick it up, לא לכסות בה את הכלי, ולא, not to cover a כלי with it, a cup or a barrel or whatever it is, a bottle, ולא לסמוך בה כרעי המיטה, and you cannot have a bed stand on that egg, balance its way, so you see that even if you hold mutar, it's still a sword to cook it today. And the Gemara says another story, and some say, was some guy who came to Rav Papa, he had these eggs that were, created, that were born on Shabbat, and now it's Yom Tov, and he wants to eat it on Yom Tov after Shabbat. He came to Rav Papa, and he told him, can I eat it tomorrow? Go now, come back tomorrow. Rav would not have a meturgeman, a translator meaning he wouldn't give any halachot to, to the public once he had uh, his soldat yom tov mishum shechrut because he could be he's drunk and a person who's drunk cannot give a halacha. When the asker came the next day, if I would have gave you halacha yesterday, I would have forgot and I would have told you that it was mutar because Rabbi Yohan holds if it's mutar beze if it was nolad beze mutar the next day, and Rav Rabbi Yohanan halacha Rabbi Yohanan, but in truth it's not true because haamar Rav telat because halacha is like Rav in these three dinim ben lekula ben humra whether we're lenient or strict. And the three cases are Shabbat and Yom Tov back to back to each other. Rav says if it was born on the first day, that's always it's still a sur on the second day. Uh, so we halachas like him, whether strict or not. And the second one is if it was born on back to back day Yom Tov, like we have outside of Eretz Yisrael. So if it was born on uh, Sunday, it is a mutar on Monday, according to Rav and halachas like him over here. Be anyone is lenient. And the third one is the back-to-back days of Rosh Hashanah. According to Rav, if it was born on the first day, it's Asur on the second day. And again, whether we're lenient or whether Mahmir, or he hold like Rav. And Amar of Yohanan, Aitzim Shinashrum in a Dekel Shabbat, would branches that came off the the palm tree on Shabbat, Asur Lasikan Be'am Tov, you cannot uh, use them for firewood on Yom Tov, that falls out the next day. My Tama, what's the reason? Betza, according to Rabbi Yohanan, why is it allowed the next day? Really, the egg is edible even on Shabbat. Let's say it was born on Shabbat. The only thing that makes that sure is that it was nolat today. But technically, it's edible. Therefore, we're not going to allow it ad mahar. And therefore, and that's the way he's going to know that it is not allowed to be eaten that day. Here's the problem. You can't use them that day because you're not allowed to burn on Shabbat period. If you allow them the next day, and people are going to end up saying, really technically they're allowed that day they fall off. The reason we didn't use it because Mishum Shabbaton you can't burn anyways. The Lohazula Sakai, you're not allowed to burn on Shabbat. But if it was Yom Tov when it came, maybe it would be Mutar. And that's why we had to be Oser when it came to the wood. And therefore pushing it, even if it fell off on Shabbat, you cannot burn it the next day, which is Yom Tov. 
and another din, Amar of Matna, Itzim Shinashrum in a dekel letochat tanur, wood that fell off the palm tree and went straight into the oven, Beom Tov, on Yom Tov. You didn't even pick them up. Just throw in a lot more uh, ready pieces of wood. And just turn on the fire. And the Gemara says, yeah, but when you're putting the the kosher pieces of wood inside, you're moving things around and you're moving the muktze and you, it's considered muktze. The Gemara explains, since the majority of the wood over there is mutar, you're moving what is mutar. But then you're something that is asur and we know there's a famous Mishnah in Masechet Terumot that in mevatein isur that we're not allowed to be mevatel and isur on purpose. you can't do it. So the Gemara explains that's deoraita. That's if it's something that's a deoraita, then we're not can be mevatel it nullifying our purpose. Abal If something that's asur on derabanan mevatlin. We can be Vatel, not a problem, and, and this Muktzeh business is uh, all the Rabbanan, anyways. So the Gemara asks, Michael and Mark, according to Ravashe, we said this before. If something's going to be Mutar the next day, even if it's the Rabbanan, it's not going to be nullified. Just wait till tomorrow. Michael and Mark, so how would you explain everything? So the Gemara explains, no, That's if you, the Isur, you can actually see it, it's there. When it comes to the wood, the Isur is being burnt, and it's not there, so it would be mutar. Now the Gemara goes back to Mahloket, where Shabbat and Yom Tov back to back to each other. Rav said it's still Asur the next day, and Rabbi Yohanan said that it's mutar the next day. And Itamar, Two-day Yom Tov that uh, we do outside of Israel a long time ago. The Shlichim couldn't get from the Beit HaMikdash uh, all the way outside of uh, Eretz Yisrael in time. And therefore, they always did a two-day Yom Tov. And the Amorim had a machloket, uh, egg that was born one of those days. It's mutar the next day. Because you have to say one of them is whole, and therefore it would be automatically muta the next day. is still asura baze. And lema kasavar it sounds like Ravase holds that kedusha hati that those two days yom tov are one big kedusha, and because there's this effect, hachamim said there's no touching it on either day. Uh, meaning, even though today we know which day is which, still hachamim made it a gezera forever. So let's say that's his reason. But Rav Asim himself would say Havdalafra at the end of the first day, going into the second day of uh, of, of, of whichever holidays it is. So it shows you that according to him, it's two separate days. So no, the Gemara explains. Rav Aseh had a safek in the entire deen altogether. He wasn't sure when Hachamim instituted the second day of Yom Tov for people outside of Israel. Is it Ma'ikara deen? That's the Takana, that it's two days. Or is it just because we're not sure we're going to be Mahmir? And therefore, Avid So, meaning, he said that in Betzah, that was born on one day, as on the next day, we're going to be Mahmir. And also, he did Havdala as a Humrah also. And Amara Bizera, It makes sense to say that an egg that was born on one day, as a the next day, because today, 
we have no safek. We know when Rosh Chodesh is, and still, Ka'avdin and Teyome, we do two days of Yom Tov. Obviously, Hachamim set it up, meaning that even if you know uh, which day is Rosh Chodesh, which day the holiday starts, too bad. It's a takana, it's, it's a takana, and therefore they become as if they're one day and it's Asur the next day. And Amar Abaye Kevate de Rav Mistabra, what Rav says, an egg that was born on one day is mutar the next day makes sense. Why? Because the second day is only a safek, we're not sure, and therefore mahmir, therefore it's not one big day, it's rather two separate days. And it makes sense like in Wide none. Barishona Hayumasi in Masuot. In the beginning before the Kutim messed up Bene Israel, what they would do Betin would light big bonfires. So people could see uh, very, very far away, and people would know it's Rosh Chodesh. However, once the Kutim started messing around, they would light it a day early, day late, whatever it is. Then they were the Mitaken, that Shiluhim, messengers of Betin, would run, and they would tell them it's Rosh Chodesh. And until they get there, there, it would take another day or two, and Misafek, they would add one day. And Abayez Medek Nishnah, it says, Ve'ilu betlu Kutim. Let's say the Kutim started behaving or they stopped messing us all over. Avdin and Had Yoma, we would do one day. And wherever the Shiluhim would get to Avdin and Had Yoma, we should also be able to do one day. The problem is, today we know when Rosh Chodesh is, we have calendars, Baruch Hashem, we can calculate perfectly. Why should we do today's Yom Tov? Mishum de Shahomitan because they sent from Etzel his Zaharub in Hagavotachem Bidachem. Etzel told the people of Babel, you have to be careful, keep your father's minhag in your in your hands. Because sometimes, sometime down the future, the 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 kingdoms, the the Goyim will tell us that you can't learn Torah and we won't be able to figure out how to do the calculation. And we're going to end up messing everything up, and you might even eat hametz on Pesach. Obviously, that second day is only as a humrah; it's nothing serious. And the real nafkami in the halacha would be as follows: Okay, so we know outside of itself today we do two days, even though we know we have the calculation right. And what does that mean? In Eretz Yisrael, you do one day outside, you do two days. But how about if you go to Israel for the holiday? Or if an Israeli comes to uh, to um, to outside Eretz Yisrael for the holiday? What would be the deen then? Do we say, hey, it all depends on minhag of my fathers. And minhag of my fathers who lived in Eretz Yisrael, I do one day. Because even though I left and I came to uh, America for the holiday, I only do one day. Or it depends on the place that anyone who's in this place on the holiday does two days. And that's already a mahloket between the Haronim. Very could I look into what do we do with the second day of Yom Tov. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Olam. Amen. Amen.